fellas. Fellas, fellas, fellas. What's going on? I'm Austin Abbott. Y'all know we only talk about what the people want to hear. Rookies, young wideouts, young running backs. You know that's what the people want to hear, so that's what we talk about. I want to give a quick shout out to America real quick because I love my country first and foremost, but first, wait up, hold up, hold up. I'm here to tell y'all why consensus was wrong. Consensus doesn't win rings. In each fantasy league, only one person wins a ring. The majority of consensus is filled with a bunch of robots, okay? Like that's nothing new, all right? So post up, relax. You guys come here to listen to the pod, separate yourself from all these robots over at consensus, right? So you're gonna learn a thing or two, all right? So just chill out, relax. First off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this episode light. I really want to talk about the goods, you know, the stuff that you guys want to hear about. So what we're going to do is dissect two second-year running backs and compare them today. We're going to talk about DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. All right, first up, DeAndre Swift. I'm going to say it again. Here at Fade Consensus Podcast, we only talk about the top dogs, the top players that you want to hear about. If you play Dynasty, go get DeAndre Swift. I don't know how else to get my point across to you. Go get DeAndre Swift. You want to win a ring? You want to separate yourself from the rest of the league? Awesome. How do I do that? You go out and you go buy or draft, preferably draft, right? Since they're typically, these players are so much cheaper, the best running backs in the league. Like last year, I had three of the top four backs, Kamara, Dalvin, Montgomery. It worked out pretty damn well, okay? So with that being said, if you want to win a ring next year, you go get DeAndre Swift, right? Swift is the perfect modern day running back. The Lions drafted Swift 35th overall in the 2020 draft. And here's a little fun fact for you guys. Todd Gurley, no Sean Marino, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, all relatively young running backs, uh, you know, with a few exceptions there. We should call him RBU at this point. You know, you know what I'm saying? All Georgia does is produce stud running backs, okay? And out of all those running backs that I just listed, Nick Chubb, no Sean Marino, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, um, yeah, that kid DeAndre Swift, he leads all of them at Georgia in career yards per carry. That is ridiculous. Ask yourself this. Why didn't the Detroit Lions pick up Kerryon Johnson's fourth year? It's because DeAndre Swift was significantly better than him, and they clearly felt comfortable with him. Yes, I know they added Jamal Williams, and I like Jamal Williams. He's a good player. But guess what? He's going to year five, 26 years old. And he's never been better than running back 32. You know what Jamal Williams has also always done? Been a backup. And there's a reason for that. Because he's not good enough. You know who is good enough? DeAndre Swift. Um, Jamal Williams is literally the epitome of a backup. I mean, there's a reason that he's never been anything better. Anything except a backup, right? Like, I don't know how else, what else to say about Jamal Williams. There's nothing else to say, right? Kid's a talented player, but he's a backup. Um, that's not good enough, you know, get that out of my face. I don't, I don't want to hear it. It's DeAndre Swift season. It, we're already there. So let's get back on track. <clears throat> Swift's got good draft cap, right? Third pick, uh, in round two. So really, really good draft cap. Um, that checks, you know, that's one of the big boxes for me personally. Um, and ask yourself this, what did DeAndre Swift do as a rookie in a very crowded backfield? Um, I'll tell you what it does. He shows out, drops almost 200 fantasy points, which is double what Cam Akers put up. Cam Akers had 102 fantasy points, by the way, right? Understand, 
that they played different amount of games. I get it. I get it. But Swift was so efficient, man. He had 171 touches, 4.6 yards per carry, which is very good. 10 touchdowns. He's just stupid efficient, right? Swift beats out Adrian Peterson, one of the all-time goats. I love Adrian Peterson, man. Swift beats out Adrian Peterson, beats out Ty Johnson. Yeah, big whoop, right? I know Ty Johnson sucks. He's a jag. He's a definition of a jag. He's just a guy. And uh, Swift also beats out Kerryon Johnson. And guess what? Detroit drafted him to do that, and that's exactly what he did. So, like, what the hell do you think happens year two? I mean, Detroit literally says, hey, DeAndre, here's the keys. Start cooking. The franchise is yours. But uh, one last thing, DeAndre, um, we're going to scratch your back a little bit. We're going to help you out a little bit. And by a little, I mean a lot. We're going to draft Penny Sewell, the best offensive tackle in probably all of college football. And I... I feel very, very confident saying that. I think most of consensus, the most of consensus would agree with that. I mean, this kid's 6'5", 330. He's literally a giant, and he's going to be paving the way for DeAndre Swift for years and years to come, right? So do me a favor. Go trade for DeAndre Swift. Swift finishes running back 18 in PPR. And just a side, side note, like, we only talk about PPR on my podcast because... If you play half PPR or non-PPR, you're just a weirdo straight up. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. We only talk about PPR here, okay? So when I say something, it is just always going to be based off of PPR, all right? So now that I got that off my chest, Swift played 44% of snap. Uh, Swift played 44% uh, snap percentage or higher only six times as a rookie, and he still finished as RB18. So let me say that again. Six freaking times. I don't even have words. I mean, that's insane. You know, if you look at the final four games of the year he played, it was 52%, which still isn't very good. 62%, 68%, and 58%. And you know why? You know why this increased? It's because the Lions started gaining trust in DeAndre Swift. They said, okay, you know what? This kid can play. We drafted him. We're going to feed him more, right? In the final four of his five games, he put up 15-plus fantasy points. And if we want to extrapolate that into a 16-game pace, that comes out to RB8, just behind James Robinson. Shout out James Robinson, big fan, but unfortunate uh, what had happened to him. Um, and, yeah, so, dude, he would have been, like, RB8, just behind James Robinson, and that would have been just ahead of Josh Jacobs. Um, and I'm just telling you, man, like, this kid is going to be something special. Here on the pod... I like to extrapolate. Uh, I like to extrapolate smaller sample sizes into a full 16 game seasons and compare them to other players. It's just something I really enjoy. You know, it's 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 like it's a good indicator sometimes, but sometimes it can lead you in the wrong direction. It really depends, you know. All right. Oh, last thing. Last thing I want to say about Swift before we move on. Um, and like I said, it's going to be a short episode, man. But uh, DeAndre Swift is a player that I just traded for. And what I gave up to get him, let me pull it up real quick. So I traded away Juju Smith-Schuster. Tough scene. Juju, you know, had an all right year. Our, uh, receiver 17. But I don't like what he's going to do this upcoming season. I like him a lot more the following year when he's a free agent, right? He'll be 25. He could sign elsewhere. He's going to be a lot better. He's going to be a lot more valuable, in my opinion, a year from today. But this upcoming year, I don't like Juju at all. I think he's going to be garbage. So I trade away Juju Smith-Schuster, a 2022 mid to late first, and then two second round picks. That's what I paid to get DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. 
I thought I was going to get torched by the league. I thought I was going to just get roasted, you know. I thought I, th I thought I was going to get made fun of because I, that's kind of a haul. Like, like yeah, it's a fair package, but I love DeAndre Swift. I thought it was worth it. And uh, the guys actually were, like, really all on my side. I was, I was surprised about man. So uh, I felt good about that blockbuster deal, you know what I'm saying? But let's move on. Next up, Cam Akers. Um, I want to get this off my chest real quick. Uh, dear Mr. Akers, I, Austin Abbott, have talked about you on Twitter, and I've talked about you to all my friends that you're going to disappoint this year. And, and look, man, I got to be honest. Cam, I like you. I like Cam Akers. I don't love Cam Akers, okay? So let's get that straight. I like Cam Akers. I don't love Cam Akers. And this isn't going to be a segment of me bashing him. I like Cam Akers. I was an advocate of his. Watched him thrive at FS, FSU. Um, and I kid you not, he had almost the number one worst ranked offensive line in all of college football. Like, that's how bad they were, their line at FSU. Um, this kid broke out as a true freshman, you know, blessed sophomore year and a stellar senior year. You know, uh, you, you guys probably know all this stuff anyway, but the Rams drafted him 52nd overall. You know, that's, in my opinion, uh, very solid. I like, you know, the second round draft cap for running backs is totally fine with me. Of course, first round, you know, even better, but second round will do. Second round is completely fine. Um, got so bummed when Kenneth Gainwell fell so far, man. What a, oh, what a roller coaster ride. RIP Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell. He actually went undrafted in our rookie draft, but uh, let's get back on track. Um, Rams drafted Cam Akers, 52nd overall. Late second round pick, right? Good draft cap. Uh, that's all in the past, though, okay? So let's talk about his rookie campaign. Again, I like Akers. I just don't like where he's going in redraft, right? I'm cool with taking him early in Dynasty Startup. I fully support it. I like Akers. Just don't like that his ADP is literally like 10.6 overall. It's insane. Like, I'm sorry. I can't spend a late first round draft pick uh, in redraft on someone who was literally running back 46 like that. Um, I just, I can't. I'm going to be positive, though. I'll be optimistic, really. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic for y'all right now. So, Akers only had four games with 36% plus snap percentage or higher um, during his rookie year. And it wasn't until week 14, so everybody's like, yeah, Akers came on late, Akers came on late, he got better, and guess what, you're right, he did, he did, I'm absolutely in full agreement. that is 100% accurate, right, but uh, it wasn't until week 14 that he had more than one target in a game, and Akers played 12 games as a rookie, that's crazy to me, man. That's crazy. I mean, you, me, and everybody in the world, we love our running backs to be that awesome dual threat, um, where, you know, they're able to run the ball very well, and they're also able to catch a ton of balls, uh, catch 60, 70 passes a year, right? That's what we want, right? That's more fantasy points. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna continue to hit you all with more numbers. Okay, so just bear with me. Now that uh, Malcolm Brown is gone, that is, and listen to me when I say this, that is massive. 625 rushing yards. 4.3 yards per carry, which is a respectable and acceptable number right there for uh, Cam Akers. 14 targets, 11 catches, three total touchdowns all season long in his 12 games. Two words for y'all. Get excited, okay? Get excited. One more word for y'all. Progression. That's headed Cam Akers' way heavily, okay? So that means positive 
touchdowns, more touchdowns for Cam Akers this upcoming season. It is 100% going to happen. All right, there's just, there's no doubt. Um, he had 102 fantasy points. And I don't, here we go. We're going to get, we're going to go down. We're not going to be optimistic right now. We're, I'm, I'm just hitting you all with numbers. I'm not being negative. I'm just hitting you all with numbers. 102 fantasy points for Cam Akers. Two games, two games of 14.5 points or more. And this man's is already thought of as RB10 or RB12 overall, right? In fantasy and in dynasty okay so you guys can keep price jacking you, you guys can keep jacking up his price whatever you want but i'm not buying all right i'm not buying him in redraft dynasty i love him i just i don't like him in redraft man at his price i don't like it malcolm brown last year who's gone now had 101 attempts 419 yards he had uh five touchdowns on the ground 23 catches 33 targets 162 yards Daryl Henderson, listen to this. Daryl Henderson literally had uh, 138 attempts, 624 rushing yards, five touchdowns, 24 targets, 16 catches, 160 yards, touchdown. Akers had one more yard than Daryl Henderson. That's what it was. 625 yards compared to 624 rushing yards, right? So Akers was given the keys. We're going to get a little more po positive here. Akers was given the keys to the Rams offense at the end of the season, right? His final four games, so... He had a snap percentage that was 60% or higher in all of those four games, right? Small sample size, but guess what? He did it. And the previous eight games he played in, he did not see a higher uh, snap percentage than 35%, which is, you know, that's horrible. 35%, you're not going to do anything fantasy relevant. So let's look at his final four games, right? So, so that's a massive bump. McVay clearly grew faith and confidence over the year. They spent good draft cap on him, a second-round pick. Like I said, Akers will be good next year. I like Akers long-term. I love him in Dynasty, etc. I like Akers in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. I'm just not infatuated with him for redraft, okay? So, Cam Akers, I hope you ball out, and I truly mean that. But if somehow he ever managed to fall to round three, I know it's not going to happen. If he did, of course, I'd take him in a redraft, but... Like I said, at his current ADP, man, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But uh, 10.6 overall ADP, that dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. I like Swift more than I like Cam Akers for redraft purposes this year, man. I expect him to finish, a, and, I, and I truly mean this, a handful of spots better. Like, like I can see Akers being, R, I'm sorry, I can see Swift being RB8 to RB8. 12 to 14 range this year and i see acres as like rb 14 to rb 20 range that is what i truly believe i think cam acres will disappoint a little bit and i love cam acres in dynasty you know i loved swift more coming out of college i love swift more his rookie year i always thought swift was the better player and still to this day that is exactly how i feel so I gotta go shortly. I gotta go make myself a sandwich. I gotta, I'm hungry, man. Uh, I'm recording this on June 6th. It is 1.30 p.m. Uh, it's a beautiful day out. I'm gonna go tan on my back deck. Uh, I gotta lift, I gotta get some color, man. I'm white, but uh, you know, just, I'm gonna go enjoy my Sunday. Hope y'all have a great Sunday as well. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, go make good decisions, man. Go have a good day. Go make someone else's day better. And as always, man, go do yourself a favor and fade consensus. All right. Have a great day, fellas. Peace.